breaking news from The Athletic. Hey guys, it's Robert Mays from The Athletic. We've got some breaking news. J.J. Watt, former Texan star defensive lineman, has signed with the Arizona Cardinals in a two-year deal worth $31 million that has $23 million guaranteed. Here to react to that news and give us a little bit of context is Athletic Texans writer Aaron Reese. Aaron, how you doing, man? I'm all right. Uh, this news never stops with this team. Although I guess this isn't totally the Texans, but it's it's tangentially related. Uh, it's been a wild year for you. Uh, when the team and its quarterback are not publicly feuding and you're trying to figure out the body language and the cryptic tweets and everything else, you have to keep track of their legendary defensive players that have asked for their release and where they might wind up. So let's talk about this from the Texans' perspective first. Obviously, the move that was more notable was the decision to release him. So now that it's happened, now that he's gone, now that he's somewhere else, how do you feel like just the overall reaction from the fan base and from people who care about the Texans? What do you think that's going to be as it relates to the JJ Watt decision? I feel like my reaction was that they could have traded him and gotten another uh, running back from Arizona if they had just done that. <laughs> but but I, I think in general, people's reaction is like good for him that he walked, you know, yeah. or from that he got out I, I i do think overall it seems like kind of just a confusion that that's the team he picked right because kind of all he said all year was doesn't want to be part of a rebuild wants to go chase the super bowl uh arizona is not rebuilding but i do feel like there were kind of more logical teams uh you know to go sign him if he wants to go to, or to sign with if he wants to go chase the super bowl but you know he worked with vance joseph uh the first three years of his career vance joseph now the like cardinals defensive coordinator was the db's coach in houston at that time and obviously he probably got a, a you know a strong endorsement from deandre hopkins of the situation here in, in arizona so I, I i get it uh it's not the team that I, I thought he would sign with but it's it's certainly interesting and i think uh, he could benefit a lot from paying opposite chandler jones well i think one of the things to consider is that we weren't sure how driven this would be by money. You know, J.J. Watt has made, I don't know what the final number would be, but he's made a heck of a lot in his career playing football. And we think about endorsements, everything else. I mean, he's the face of you know Reebok football. The guy's gotten paid in a few different ways. So was this going to be a scenario where he chased the biggest offer? What was the biggest offer going to look like? You know, this is a guy who's going to be 32 years old here in a few days checkered injury history he's made almost exactly a hundred million dollars playing the nfl by the way so but checkered injury history what was the deal going to look like is was he going to try to chase a ring maybe take a little bit of a discount somewhere and the answer turned out to be no i mean this is a 15 and a half million dollar a year deal with more than two-thirds of that guaranteed you know there are teams that are already made contenders teams that were on the brink of a championship last year that just can't afford that you know, teams like Cleveland who have a little bit of space, but do they want to spend all of it on one guy, all of that? I mean, I think it's kind of a window into how this offseason might go. Teams that have a little bit more wiggle room might have a better chance with some of these guys if there are players who are going to be chasing the biggest contract. And the Cardinals, even though they're not flush with cap space in some of the way these other teams are, they had a higher percentage of their snaps hitting free agency than any other team in the NFL. And that was going to give them a little financial wiggle room. And this is how they've decided to use it. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a, a rich deal, uh, personally, just considering his injury history and stuff. But I also think if you have a quarterback on a rookie contract, like this is the sort of move you make, right? I mean, it's it's kind of high risk, but the reward is certainly there if he can stay healthy playing opposite Chandler Jones. And like I said, you're not you're not spending a lot on your quarterback. So it's the sort of thing you kind of you do. It's kind of fascinating because the Cardinals defense was much better than anyone expected last season. I want to say they finished eighth or at least in the top 10 
in defensive DVOA last season. And they did it without Chandler Jones for most of the year. So this was a defense that played a lot of press man coverage and blitzed a ton with this hodgepodge of pass rushers. You know, they had Hassan Reddick, who had a really big impact last year when nobody expected him to. He's hitting for agency. You know, Dennis Gardeck was doing stuff for them in ways that nobody could have anticipated. So they had to really piece together their pass rush, and it ended up working. Now, you're kind of switching everything you have stylistically over the course of one year because you can rely on Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt to consistently get pressure on the quarterback without blitzing. So this is a team that had a really much better defense than anyone thought last season in a certain way, and now it doesn't feel like they'll have to play that style of defense. So what's it going to look like? It's a really interesting 180 over the course of one offseason. Yeah, and I'm interested just like how much Watt really has left because I think he's better than his 2020 stats would indicate. He had five sacks or five and a half sacks and 17 QB hits, but you know he also was playing uh, from behind a lot. So in the de- and the team he's playing on couldn't stop the run. So he had the fewest pass rushing snaps while playing with a lead of his career, second fewest of his career in a full healthy season. He had no surrounding talent around him. Now obviously he plays opposite Chandler Jones in uh, a team that will just generally be better. So I'll be kind of put in more advantageous situations. If he ended up having 10 plus sacks for this team again this year, assuming he stays healthy, of course, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. No, I wouldn't be either. I think that we're going to see a better player in Arizona than we saw last season. But you're right. I mean, he's not somebody that had a ton of great counting stats. If you look at PFF right now, he was 26th among edge rushers and pressures. He had 45 of them on the year. On a per snap basis, he's actually much lower than that. So it's, he's going to have to be a better player than he was last season, snap to snap to justify this. I think that can happen. I'm interested in how this fits into the, the Cardinals' overall timeline because while they're, in some ways, you could look at them and say this is a team on the rise you know, after year one to year two of Kingsbury, I think there are a ton of questions about what their offense is going to look like, how much progress they're actually making on that side of the ball, all of that. There's absolutely a chance that the offense figures it out as Kingsbury is getting into his third season. Kyler takes another small step forward, and they are contenders this year. But it's definitely more risky than it would have been signing with a team like Cleveland, like Buffalo, like Green Bay that's on the doorstep. So you're going to have to have some imagination to picture this Cardinals team being as good as any of those teams in 2021. And that's just not what their dialogue around the J.J. Watt free agency rush had been. Yeah, and it'll just be harder for them to get out of the division than a lot of those other teams that we're talking about who potentially going to would be, right? I mean, I think kind of just that whole division is going to come down to every team's quarterback situation. How big of a jump does Kyler make? How much better is Matthew Stafford than Jared Goff? You know, does Russell Wilson stay in Seattle? And then, you know, what does San Francisco do to upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo? You know, potentially even maybe trading for Deshaun Watson, which would be really hilarious if the Texans played on the road at Arizona and at San Francisco and in one season had to face all three of kind of their former stars uh in one year but for now Deshaun Watson's still on the Texans of course all right guys that's all we got for more updates on this story please check out The Athletic and we'll talk to you later